Dear beloved Muslims, highly praise and glorified is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The prayers and the peace be on Muhammad the Prophet, his companions, the righteous servants, all. Ameen. Ashadu in la ilaha illallah wa ashadu anna Muhammadan Rasulullah. We openly bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and Muhammad is our Prophet, Allah's messenger and servant to mankind. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. <clears throat> Ramadan Mubarak. Ramadan Mubarak. When we hear somebody say Ramadan Mubarak, then that means that Ramadan has begun. The, the moon has been sighted, and the fast for Ramadan ha, has begun. And Ramadan is the ninth month of the Muslim calendar, and Ramadan is the month exclusively for fasting. This is a month when we say Ramadan, we know that this is a month for Muslims all over the world to fast. And Allah in the Quran, He gives us uh, descriptive uh, in the in the Quran of how we should conduct ourselves during the month of Ramadan. And then we know that there's also the Sunnah of our dear Prophet Muhammad, where there's much information on what the Prophet said said, seen, or the people seen him do, or what he allowed concerning Ramadan. And if we're not studious or studying the Quran and the Sunnah of Muhammad, then quite nicely we should check with those who are knowledgeable on this issue. And in the Quran, in the uh, Surah 2 of the Holy Quran, Ayat 183, 184, and 185. I'll read that. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <clears throat> o you who believe, fasting is prescribed to you as it was prescribed to those before you that you may learn self-restraint. Fasting for a fixed number of days. But if any of you are ill or on a journey, the prescribed number should be made from days later. For those who can do it with hardship is a ransom, the feeding of one of the indigent. But he that will give more of his own free will, it is better for him, and it is better for you if you fast, if you only knew. Ramadan is the month in which was sent down the Quran as a guide to mankind also clear signs for guidance and judgment between right and wrong. So anyone of you who is present at home during the month shall spend it fasting. But if anyone is ill or on a journey, the prescribed period should be made up by days later. Allah intends every facility for you. He does not want to put you to difficulty, he wants you to complete the prescribed period and to glorify him that he has guided you and perchance you shall be grateful. And perchance you shall be grateful. So this is the 
directives from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala concerning the month of Ramadan. <clears throat> he said, O ye who believe, first of all, this is for the, strictly for the believers. You know, sometimes people used, uh, might ask their friends, you know, you should fast with me. But this is strictly for the believers. O you who believe fasting is a prescription, just like when a person is ill, they have some kind of sickness, they go to the doctor and the doctor prescribes a medication for that particular uh, illness. And Ramadan is a prescription to learn self-restraint. And why is that necessary? Because the influences of shaitan is upon us 24-7. And if we don't have restraints, the natural restraints that Allah originally created us with, then Satan is going to overpower our life. So this is a discipline. Fasting the month of Ramadan is a, dis a discipline to learn self-restraint, how to restrain ourselves from influences, negative influence, alcohol, drugs, and all the rest of these kind of things that's constantly thrown at us 24-7 to take us off of the straight path or the Sarato Mustaqim. So it's a, it's a discipline to learn self-restraint. And then Allah tells us that fasting for a fixed number of days, which is 30, and it may be 20 because the Muslim calendar consists of either 29 days or 30, or 30 days. It's uh, governed by the lunar calendar, which is the moon. He said, but if you are ill or you are on a journey, the prescribed period should be made later. In other words, if you're sick and you can't fast, then you make those days up later. He said, if you're on a journey, if you're traveling, then Allah don't prescribe fasting for the traveler because it's a difficult journey. And Allah quite nicely is the best knower. For those who can do it with hardship is a ransom of the feeding of one of the indigent. In other words, sometimes people become of age where they can't fast. They might have health issues where they can't fast. Or just the, the society that we live in, uh, coronavirus that we have right now. And people are working in those challenging conditions, right? And it's challenging their immune system, etc. Allah, Allah forgive you for that. You don't have to fast during those difficult times. Old age, sickness, illness, etc. And just so long if you feed one of the indigent people every day. Alhamdulillah. 30 days. 30 days of fasting. 30 feeding of 30 people during that month. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives us for that. That's the mercy of Allah. Because he said he does not want to put us through difficulty. And if we study Quran and we study the Sunnah of Muhammad and we understand our religion, then our religion wouldn't be so difficult on us. Because we make the religion difficult, not Allah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala quite nicely is the best knower. We add too many things to the religion and sometimes take too many things away. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it very clear because it's not a religion per, per se. Actually, it's the natural way for human beings. The natural way of life. Alhamdulillah, Rabbi Alameen, and Allah knows best. Ramadan is the month in which was sent down the Quran. And this is a real, real important issue that we con should concern ourselves. It's not the fasting, not eating, and all the rest of these things that we attribute to Ramadan. The, the most important thing is this is the month that the Quran was revealed to our dear Prophet Muhammad 
uh, over 1,400 years ago in the cave of, of uh, Hydra, later called the Mountain of Light. The light is the Quran that was revealed to Prophet Muhammad. That's the real thing. The real thing about the fast is that we're glorifying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his mercy, mercy of sinning through our dear Prophet Muhammad, the revelation of the Holy Quran. And this, every fast, every year, once a year, all the Muslims all over the world are fasting. And the first thing come to mind is the Quran. Because we are required to read a portion of the Quran every day. And some, some in our uh, different prayer, the evening prayer, the Taweed prayer, one part, one thirtieth part of the Quran every night will give us the opportunity to read the whole of the Quran through the month of Ramadan. And because the Quran is the book of guidance for human life. Alhamdulillah. And if we get away from the Quran, we get away from our life. Allah knows best. Alhamdulillah. Rabbil Alameen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala <coughs> teaches us and also he gives us the, the guidance from our dear Prophet Muhammad. <clears throat> Prophet Muhammad is the, the messenger of Allah. And he's the prophet of mankind. He, he's not Allah's prophet. He's mankind's prophet. Because a prophet is one who prophesies. You know, no, nothing prophesies to Allah. He prophesies to mankind. So he is a prophet. And when Allah revealed the Quran, Prophet Muhammad lived it. His wife Aisha, <laughs> uh, someone asked her a question. She said, explain to us something about the Prophet Muhammad. And she said that he was the Quran walking, a walking Quran. What does that mean? That means that whatever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed to him, he actually lived it. He experienced it. He lived it. And he demonstrated that for our benefit. It was like a metaphorical picture that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us in Prophet Muhammad for a better understanding. What do we do in this situation? Study Prophet Muhammad. What do we do in this kind of situation? Study Prophet Muhammad. Right? If somebody punches you in the face, what did you do? What did Prophet Muhammad do? Etc. If somebody gave charity to the poor, to the need, study the life of Prophet Muhammad. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's word in the Quran is demonstrated in Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So Prophet Muhammad had sunnah, there's sunnah that Prophet Muhammad gave, his traditions, what he did during the month of Ramadan. And we should study it. There's a book called, uh, the, the Hadith book, quite naturally, but there's a reduced book, it's called Thik Asuna, and it gives descriptions on the month of Ramadan. And it's very clear, it makes it very plain. And then it gives support by different people who either witnessed it or saw or heard that Prophet Muhammad said or did these particular things. So the acts of Ramadan, right? Muslims last week, they were concerned about the month of Ramadan coming in. Matter of fact, six months ago, Ramadan is getting close. Ramadan is getting close. And then the coronavirus comes into the picture. Now there's separations. Nobody could come together and do all the things that we normally do during the month of Ramadan. Because keep in mind that Allah don't want to put hardships on us and he don't want to put difficulties on us and he don't want us to get ill and he don't want us to die. So hey, we have to be conscious of these things during the month of Ramadan. In our lifetime, we never experienced anything like this. This is why Allah is the best knower. 
And he knows these things are going to come about. So he gives us in the scripture, in his word, in the life of Prophet Muhammad, a pre-warning for situations that are presenting themselves right now. Alhamdulillah. The month of Ramadan, the sighting of the new moon. Ramadan is a month. It's a month. How do we determine by the sighting of the moon? It's a small little sliver in the sky, right? And the Prophet Muhammad taught us that whoever sees that, whoever sights it, only takes one person. Whoever sights it, we sight in North America. Anybody who sighted in North America, Ramadan begins. You don't need a whole lot of people, this one calling in and that one calling in. If one sights it, alhamdulillah. The reason we have so many problems fasting in unity collectively with everybody is because we have too many ciders <laughs> creating too much confusion right so once we hear that the moon is sighted alhamdulillah and if he's a qualified good individual right in a muslim he have faith then we should accept that and move on the sighting of the new moon for ramadan so that's ramadan one now ramadan the last day of Ramadan could be 29 days before the next month is in, and, and it might be 30. So if we don't hear anything in 29 days, then quite naturally we just go to 30. Very simple for a rational individual, and Allah quite naturally is the best knower. Intentions for fast. Every day we make our intentions. I intend to fast before the moon is even sighted. I intend to fast the month of Ramadan Alhamdulillah, right? And then after we break the fast every day, we make a new intention for the next day. Alhamdulillah. Why do we make intent? We make intentions for everything because all matters are judged by intentions. In other words, if you intend to do a thing and you pass away and you don't do it, you get the credit for doing the good thing. Alhamdulillah. So we make our intentions for every act. Every act that we do, we should have an intent and also it helps us on our pursuit what is my journey for the I already made my intent I intend to go to work or after that I intend to go this or do that or whatever the case my life is already planned structured etc alhamdulillah and we practice this throughout the month of Ramadan and throughout the month of Ramadan we are more spiritual we are more conscious we are, are more focused and that's why it's so important and if what we learn in Ramadan will prepare us for all the rest of the year. Alhamdulillah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. So we make our intentions. We get up in the morning and we eat a light meal. It's called the Sahar, Sahar meal. Sahar meal is a light meal. <clears throat> like a breakfast. But it's before sunrise. And it has to be completed say 10, 15 minutes before the sun actually rise. In other words, we don't eat into sunrise. 10, 15 minutes before the sun actually rise. And that doesn't mean that we get up and eat, gorge ourselves. You know, one of the hardest things in fasting is fasting on a full stomach. We eat a big, big, a big healthy meal, and then we set out to fast. That's not the method. The method of fasting the month of Ramadan is take something light, a light fruit or cereal or whatever the case might be, and then we continue to fast through the month of Ramadan. Fasting means...
to abstain, right? To abstain from food, drink, and sex during the daylight hours. And why is just those three? Food, drink, sex. Because these are the strongest, the three strongest appetites that the human being has. If you can control your food, if you can control your drink, and if you can control your sexual urges, then you can control anything. Because these are the three strongest urges that we have. So we want to lock them up, get them under our control. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us this during the month of Ramadan. Fasting, no food or drink during the daylight hours. You know, you hear people, when they hear of the Muslim fast, they say, no food at all, no drink at all, because we all have fasts. Matter of fact, Christian, Jew, and Muslim, in principle, we all have the same principles or the foundation, right? What is it? We pray, we fast, we make prayer, we do charity, we uh, have faith, all of the same principles. But the fast for the Muslim is not the same fast that the Christians have, nor the same fast that the Jews have. The Muslims have what is considered to be a difficult fast. No food, no drink during the daylight hours. I recall when I first started fasting, it was, wasn't as a Muslim, it was in the nation of Islam. And the nation of Islam was strict and rigid, rigid, right? We didn't eat nothing at all, period. Didn't drink nothing, eat nothing, and our fast lasts for the month of Ramadan. We fasted during, during December because the months were short in preparation for coming into the Sunnah. But we would fast three days every month. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Don't eat nothing. Just drink a little bit of water, and that was it. So that was preparation to discipline ourselves to learn how to fast. That was the nation of Islam. So when we came into Islam, we already prepared. Alhamdulillah. So did the nation of Islam serve a purpose? Of course it did. It gave us discipline. It gave us the foundation. It gave us a structure that we needed to come out of the world of falsehood into the world of reality. Spend time in the month of Ramadan studying the Quran. Studying a, a secular education, Right? Uh, doing good deeds of charity, etc. Our daily prayers, right? Sometimes we get away. We should get more into our prayer. We should get more into our focus. We should get more into our reading. You'd be surprised when we read Quran, there are things in the Quran that we don't really understand when we read, but it's just like information that you put into a computer. It's there. And once you get to a point where you tap it, it starts to flow. And then you say to yourself, where did, I, where did that come from? Where did that come from? Where did that come from? You read it. You saw it. You observed it. Right? You compile in your computer for later dates. You don't know when you need these things. Just like Prophet Muhammad, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Quran was revealed to him. And then when certain circumstances came about, the Quran was revealed to Prophet Muhammad because it was already in him. He already had it. So it was time to defend himself. The word of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala came right to the consciousness of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So when our circumstances come about, when we're in a difficult circumstance, the information is in us. If we read the Quran, 
if we study the example of Prophet Muhammad, why should we fear? We should have no fear. We should put our trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and let the spiritual part of ourselves rise up and take hold. We're always looking for knowledge and information and guidance. Sometimes we should start looking for the spirit of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's in our soul. It's already there. And the purer our soul becomes, the more Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks to us. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Spend time studying, doing good deeds, charity, and in our daily worship, etc. Dua is prayer. We make dua. We say, I make dua for you. That means you're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Worship means is what we're going to do later. We're going to make the salat. But the true worship, the true pure worship, is how we live our life. You can make rakahs all day long. What good is it going to do? What good is it going to do if you don't do anything after that? But how we live our life, that's the worship. Our worship should be pleasing to Allah. And if we are in our original nature, as God originally created us and intended, then everything that we do is going to be worship. Everything. The way we eat, our sexual relationship, our social life, everything is worship. Alhamdulillah. And Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, quite nasty, is the best know. And then we come to a point in the end of the day. We fast uh, December, short days, October, uh, August, long days. But whatever the length of the day is, fasting, uh, uh, at the end of the day, we break our fast. And once we break our fast, when the sun sets, we make prayer before the coloring in the sky disappears. But before we make the prayer, we have to break the fast. And the breaking of fast is called iftar. Iftar, right? And iftar is what? Drink some water and drink and eat some dates. And if you don't have dates, eat something natural. Matter of fact, we bought some dates yesterday, right? Dates, uh, uh, to my understanding, is one of the purest foods that an individual could eat. All of the nutrients and everything that is needed in the human body is in the date. And this was the sunnah of Prophet Muhammad. He would eat three dates, three being the sunnah, right? So he would take these dates and he would break the fast. This iftar. Now I see in society we have gotten so far away from the meaning of iftar. Now we call it an iftar party, right? We don't have no party. The only party we have is after Ramadan where we have Eid. So now we have become extravagant. You see people making extravagant dishes for the month of Ramadan. A date and some water breaks the fast. We make our salat, we go home and eat, and then we eat what? A light meal. Alhamdulillah, during the month of Ramadan. Not, no spread. I, I never learned that. I didn't learn that in the nation of Islam, and I didn't learn it in following traditional Islam, that we fasting, doing, we abstaining from these things, and then we celebrate for the Eid. And the Eid is called a feast. Now you can bring everything, big bean pie, sweet potato pie, cake, a turkey, everything you want. Pile it on the table. Eat all you want. Three days. Celebration. Toys for the children. And decorations and all the rest of it. Whatever we desire to do after we have completed the mission that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put upon us. Fasting during the month of Ramadan.
And the night meal, as I mentioned, should not be a feast. Remember, Ramadan is a fast to learn self-restraint. Now, if your food, if you can't control your food intake, what kind of restraints do you have? You don't. Matter of fact, our appetite is out of control. All of our, most Americans' appetites are out of control. And we have to restrain ourselves, and fasting is designed for self-restraint. And if we do these things, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless us in this life and also the after. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Astaghfirullah, 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 Ameen. A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitan Ar-Rajim Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Ashadu in la ilaha illallah Wa ashadu anna muhammad rasulullah Dear beloved Muslims The subject we're speaking on for this month is the month of Ramadan And Ramadan is the month that the Quran was revealed <clears throat> And we're talking about some uh, acts of Ramadan that we do during the month of Ramadan and another as we mentioned earlier is Taweed prayer this is not in the Quran the Quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't say that we should pray Taweed prayer this is the sunnah of Prophet Muhammad strong strong sunnah right but if you miss it are you charged as a as a far no but it's a strong sunnah we should do it we should go out to the masjid and we shouldn't spend all of our prayers in the masjid, we should spend our prayers with our family. This is why sometimes when you look around, you say, well, I wonder why the brother's relationship, he broke up in his marriage or whatever the case. He's always in the, in the masjid, hanging out with the brothers. He said, where's the family? Where's the family? Islam is family, right? So we come together. If he's an imam in his house, then how many prayers have he prayed Taweed in his own household? He's out in the masjid or with the brothers or whatever the case. So I, I, I strongly believe that we should divide our time between masjid and also family. Alhamdulillah, because we definitely have to straighten families, especially African Americans, our families. Special prayer only in the month of Ramadan. It's congregational, but it's also sunnah. See, sunnah prayer is normally not prayed in congregation, it's prayed as an individual. But in this congregational Taweed prayer, all of the collective community is representing one unit, alhamdulillah. Where the whole of the Quran is recited in 30 days, one part reading per night represents the whole Quran at the end of 30 days. So it's a beautiful thing. Even if we don't go to the masjid, even if we don't pray taweed where people are not going to the masjid, this uh, crisis, we're in, in crisis. But we have a Quran. If we don't have a Quran in a book, we have it on our phone, right? We have it in, in, in the reading of the Quran. We also can listen to the Quran. If you can't read or don't read well, listen to it. Listen to a portion. If you don't re listen to or read one thirtieth part a night or a day, then listen to as much as you can. But we should read some portion of the Quran every day. And the reading of the Quran is good. But the reflection on the Quran is better. 
Alhamdulillah, what did I read? What is the purpose of this? What is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaking to me? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us metaphorical pictures. He gives us signs in the Quran. And it's there. It's for us to utilize our intelligence, strong, strong intelligence that no other creature have on the planet Earth to break these things open and look into them and see what is the nature of Allah, this creature that he created for us to benefit from. We are the only creation that Allah created to benefit from the whole of the universe as far as our minds could reach in the universe. Now, one time we couldn't look up and see this, the sun, the moon, the stars, and different planets. And then somebody came up with an idea of how to invent these big powerful glasses so we can look out into the universe, see planets being developed. And before you know it, there are going to be minds that are going to be produced that could even look further than that. I recall reading sometime in, uh, uh, years ago in Australia, the Aboriginal people, they were talking about how powerful their sound and their hearing and their sight were, right? And an example that this writer gave, he said that uh, Aboriginals, years ago before they was infected by Europeans, he said that they can read the writing on the side of an airplane, airplane up in the sky. He can read the writing on the side of an airplane. So this shows us that most of our senses have been distorted, right? Why? By that evil influences of the shaitan. Our sight, our sight, our hearing, our smell, all of our senses have been distorted. So imagine if we come back to the nature that God originally created us in, we'll be a whole different people, a whole new people. How do you get rid of shaitan? By casting truth at his falsehood until we knock out his brain. That's the only way we're going to get rid of him. You can't beat him no other way. Just reveal his schemes. Every time he schemes, every time he invent a new scheme, then we should address that scheme and put him in put him in public. Take him out of the darkness and put him into the light. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. So that's Taweeh prayer. Eid feasts and the Eid Sadaqah at the end of the month of Ramadan. This is a joyous time. People travel all over. They put on their best dress. People go out and buy new garments or last year's garments, bright garments, etc. Dress themselves up beautiful, put on scents and things of that nature. Now where? We're heading for Eid, Eid prayer. In a masjid, in a field. It should, hopefully at one point in time, we have the whole collective community praying the Eid prayer, inshallah. And then there's a charity that also goes with that, which is $10 per person to go to the needy. Actually, if you have a family of five, the husband, the wife, and three children, everybody in that household is obligated to pay the Eid Sadaqah, right? And if the child is too long, young, the responsibility falls on the parent. And those funds should be going to who? The needy, right? The needy. Whoever char charity is allocated for, that's where it should go. It shouldn't be going to, to decorate your masjid or whatever the case or buy the minister a car, he or the, 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 the imam a car. Well, he don't have a nice car, so we take this Eid or this Sadaqa and buy him a car. No, it's not for that. It's to take care of the needy, right? Alhamdulillah. The Eid lasts for three days, right? You say, okay, we go to the Eid. We spend it with the brothers and sisters in the masjid. The next Eid, we fit it, spend it with our families. The next one, we spend it with our friends. We can break it up like that.
Three days. It would be three days of celebration. Festive celebration. Why? Because we want people to know that we fasted feasts of the law and we're celebrating the glory of Allah. Alhamdulillah. Look at the Christians. Right? Christians have Christmas. Do we believe in that? No. But look how they celebrate. They have, they have lit up the society so much to they pull us into society. Sometimes we, we, we walk in a department store and before you know it, we sing a silent night or humming. Mm, jingle bell, jingle bell, right? This is how they influence us with their festive activities, right? This is the same thing that we need to do. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar. When we go into the prayer ground, we say, Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. Now, eventually, somebody's going to ask us what that means. Now we have an opportunity to give da'wah, right? To call people back to the order that Allah originally created. Feasts consist of a festive time being charitable, visiting friends and family, also visiting the sick, visiting the hospital, visiting the nursing home. These are things we don't do. But this is a part of what we do in the month of Ramadan and the festivities that take place thereafter. Keep in mind, we're under difficult time, crisis time. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes exceptions for us during these crisis times. But we have to pay a penalty. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Quran, Allah intends every facility for you. He does not want to put you into difficulty. He wants you to complete the prescribed period and to glorify him that you may be grateful. So we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for blessing us with the Holy Quran. We thank Allah for blessing us with our dear Prophet Muhammad. And we thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for blessing us with family and friends. And we make dua all throughout the month of Ramadan. And keep in mind, your dua is accepted more in the month of Ramadan. So we should pray for the victims, the people who are sick or ill under the crisis of this uh, coronavirus Pray for our health, pray for our children, and pray for a better world. If we give more of our attention to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than giving our attention to materialism, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will assist us. Allah will come to our aid. But Allah also makes it clear that hard trials are necessary to establish truth. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, ashhadu Muhammad Rasulullah, hayya salla hayya khalaqa kamati salla kamati salla. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar. La ilaha illallah. La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Y'all can separate a little bit. Let's move out, move out a little bit. Yeah.
Audhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem Rahmanir Rahim Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahmanir Rahim Maliki Yawm Ad-Din Iyaka Na'budu wa Iyaka Nasta'in Ihdina Sarata Mustaqeen Sarata Ladina Namta Alayhim Ghayril Makdubi Alayhim Waladdolin Ameen Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Iza jaa'in nasrillahi walfaa Wala'aytin nas Yarakaluna fi din Allahi yafwaja Fasabibiham bi rabbika wastafiya Innahu kana duwaba Allahu Akbar Sami Allahu liman Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maliki Yawm Ad-Din Iyaka Na'budu wa Iyaka Nasta'in Iddina Sarata Mustaqeen Sarata Ladina Namta Alayhim Ghayril Maktubi Alayhim Waladdolin Ameen Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Kul huwallahu ahad Allahu samad Lam yalid wa lam yulad Wa lam yakulahu kufuwan ahad Allahu akbar Samiyallahu liman amidah Allahu akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah